Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from gorgeous Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, well, I guess Islam in Islam. context of world religions and kind of who's peaceful. Yeah. Who, who's violent? Yeah. Um, can, can we lay the the blame for violence at the foot of the, <laughs> of the Muslim religion? Or of any religion. For or of matter. all religion. Or perhaps, can we not? Or can lay we that not? Blame? What, yeah. What's fair in this, <laughs> in this discussion? It's a question. It is, no, it totally is. And so we're going to be getting into that. Um, we're also I think we'll have the def- the definitive answer by the end. Mm, hopefully, I don't think um, I don't think we will. Um, but we're also going to be talking about um, our trip. Mm. Um, but we did want to just at the the top of the show just get something out there um, about uh, Houston. Yes, Houston. We have a not problem. <laughs> we wasn't sure where to go with that. We no Houston. We have a meetup. Mm-hmm. We we're, we uh, we are in in talks with uh, the Houston. Oh, what? Are they, no, oh, no, I need to know. Oh, Dan, what the name of the organization is? Hang on, I'll find it. First, you thought it was Austin. Well, okay, no. <laughs> now you don't know the name of the. That was an honest mistake. I made an honest mistake. <laughs> I reached out to some people in Austin who still haven't gotten back to me, ooh, ooh. and uh, and and then I got an email back, and I confused, and I, the or the email that I got was from these awesome people in Houston, and I thought it was the Austin people, and blah 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 blah. Oh, okay, sure. So makes I, sense. It took me a minute mm-hmm. to realize who I was actually communicating mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's Houston atheists. Awesome, um, which is a which is a, apparently a, a very large organization. Wow, as a matter of fact, cool. All right, but we're yeah we're going to be having a a thing. I I guess we can announce where it is and stuff. It's official, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be at the uh, the Fox and Hound uh, pub. Okay, in Houston. Okay, on uh, at six o'clock on um, what night are we going to be there? Well, uh. I don't have my calendar. Oh shoot! Open uh, the sixteenth of May. Okay, the sixteenth of May. Sixteenth of May, six o'clock. Fox and Hound. All you Houstonites and those who live thereabouts, please come meet us. Come, yeah. come, uh, come, crush a cup of wine. Mm, yes, please. Sounds good. Well, it's a pub, so a cup of ale or whatever or whatever lemonade mead. If if you're <laughs> if you're on that wagon, sure. Please come have some lemonade with us. Yeah. Join us. Anyway, and then the other thing we wanted to mention is that Houston did an awesome job. They got to us. They are organizing this thing because we don't really know what's going on in Houston. Mm-hmm. We need you guys to do to help us out with the rest of this damn thing. Yeah. We we need help. It will basically, basically what it is, is if you'd like to meet up with us, we're open to that. In fact, that's why we're coming. Right. But we, kinda, we, don't, we don't know who you are. Right. Right. And so, so the kind of the point is, um, it doesn't have to be a big thing like Houston. It can be, um, you know, we're driving, you see that we're driving along I whatever uh-huh. that runs right next to your town. Hey, hey let's ma- just say we can that stop and have lunch. Right. Let's just we say that you, you, you go to thank God. I'm, who knows? You go to thank God I'm atheist.com. Yeah. You see our little itinerary. Yeah. Which is a, uh, which is subject to change a little bit, but, right. but. Not much, right? And uh, and and you see, hey, they're driving into you know New Orleans on such and such a date. What about you know this, right? If you're from you know if you're from 
Montgomery, Alabama. We need people in Montgomery to, oh, to, yeah. to say hello. Yeah. We did have somebody write in and tell us, well, you can't expect Alabamans to do anything because <laughs> apparently you're all lazy. Is that? Really? Apparently they're all lazy. No. No, you're not. No. Get on the ball, on. people. Write come to on. us. You guys set some buses on fire back in the 60s, so I know <laughs> I know you're capable of you can getting do something to, together. You can do it. Or was that Mississippi? Shh. I don't know. Oh, oh Frank. Oh. I watched Freedom Riders, but I don't remember where it happened. Uh, let's just say it happened in all the places. <laughs> it happened in all the places. It probably wasn't even either two of those states. No. That was in Georgia. It was in Georgia? I have no idea. <laughs> I did not watch that movie. I did. It was really good. I believe you. But I was also forced to watch it. Anyway, so, you know, we're also going to be in Tennessee. We're going to be in Arkansas. We need. Mm-hmm. We just We just want you all to... We would to, love uh, to go see The Passion Play in Eureka Springs with someone. With someone, yeah. You guys should come with us. Together because we're definitely going. That's true. That is one thing. Do you have the, the date We're going to be there uh, the 23rd of May, it looks like. Yeah, that sounds right. So, uh, so we, yeah. I mean, we know we're wanna, doing that. If you want to come with us to the Eureka Springs Passion Play, I would love to go in force. Oh, yeah. Get a bunch oh, of ideas yeah. together for that. Honestly, if you're from, if you're from anywhere in East... Eastern Oklahoma, you need Missouri, to come. If you're from Kansas, anywhere in that Arkansas, whole, of course, in that whole area. Come on, people, plan a road trip. We'll all go together. Yeah, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> I guarantee you, we will have an no, awesome it will be time. Hilarious. We will have an sure. awesome time. Yeah, we'll yeah, tailgate yeah. in the parking lot. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you're hesitant on the pre gaming. Just, just, just show up. That's my thought. Just show up. We'll all be wearing our Thank God I Made His mm-hmm. t-shirts or whatever. Yeah. Which, by the way, are coming. Yeah, everyone. I know. It's They're exciting. ordered. So if you want one, you'll you'll have to you'll have to either meet up with us and because we'll have them on the trip, or mm-hmm. you can we'll find a way to make it orderable. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but that'll happen after the trip. Indeed, the orderability, the orderability of it. Yeah. All. Well, um, let's do. I've got a story. Yeah. I've got three stories. Oh, I love a good story. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to start with this one. Okay. Don't point at it. Tell us about it. Well, I had to point at it to make it show up on my iPad. Oh, that's I had true. To touch it. In fact, it was very <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Um, so this. Uh, are you familiar with the asylum process? In the United States? Like declaring that you are, are want asylum? Yes. Okay. So let's say you're from a country that is war-torn. Uh-huh. And you are part of, well, you fear for your safety. And you can show that if you return to your country, it could be war. It could be family. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons to come to the United States and declare... That you need asylum. That you need asylum. Okay. And the United States immigration has a process that you go through. They don't immediately send you back if you're asking for asylum. There's like this there's this whole thing. I watched a film on it years ago. Mm. Anyways, um, but typically it has to do with like poverty. Um, well, I guess it's poverty, war, and like th- famine. Or, right? or threat to your own personal threat safety. Threat to your own personal safety. You could be like a religious minority, let's say. Right. Or Salman Rushdie or something. Or Exactly. Right. There's, again, lots of good reasons. Right. Well, there's a family that's currently living in, I think it was Virginia. I think is where they said they were. Um, it's uh, Yuwa and Hanalor Romica 
they're oh, from I know those Ger- guys. They're from Germany. Um, and they have an asylum case uh, that's, um, that is going before federal judges. Or actually, I guess it just did. Um, yeah, it just happened. Mm. Um, they, um, uh, they, they're asking for asylum based on the fact that their native Germany does not allow them to homeschool their children. get out of our country (laughs) shut up and it is getting u.s christians all up in arms oh yeah this is like this is a fundamental right that christians feel like they have to give their children bad educations yeah i get to decide that my did you see the thing that was going around (laughs) sorry slight tangent but there's a thing going around uh, the interwebs, I couldn't track down where specifically it was from, but it uh, turns out it's legit. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's, it's a, it's a picture of a, a quiz that was apparently in a public school mm. that was like a fourth grade history quiz Okay, about the dinosaurs. Okay. And it was just Christian propaganda. Oh no. It was literally mm. like the questions were, is the earth billions of years old? Correct answer. No. Is our are humans were humans alive millions of years ago? Correct answer: No. Mm. And you, it was, just, and then like, did humans live at the same time as dinosaurs? Correct answer: Yes. Yeah. What? Well, it was probably being taught in the creationism section of their their science class, right? And so for right, because isn't that the thing that they've they've tried to argue to get creationism in? Because it's because there's a section, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there and was so a question like, about like, oh. like, does do do dinosaurs having sharp teeth necessarily mean that they I mean, were meat eaters? No, creationism. It was intelligent design. Right. That they were trying to get in. Right, but it's the same thing. Which is creationism. Yeah, just by a different name. They just like to call it something else. Well, anyways, so of course Germany has religious freedom. Right. Right. Um, but Yuwa, uh, and I guess that's the guy. Um, he, uh, he's, this is a quote. In Germany, there's basically free, uh, religious freedom, but it ends at least with teaching the children. Mm. Because what happens is the, the German system requires children to be, you know, well-educated. Right. And taught sciences. Right. And Darwinism. And Darwinism all and all that kind of crap, right? That horrible, horrible crap. Mm-hmm. And so they just do not want their kids to be subject to such horrible, horrible education, right? That you yeah. get in Germany. I mean, of course, it's bad. It's just awful, filled yeah. with all that German mess. Right? I, <laughs> I don't know. I would have loved to have, a, have had a German education. I, I right? know, right? But anyways, um, so Glenn Beck has pledged fifty thousand dollars to support <laughs> the family, <laughs> and um, he warned uh, that it, that it's a, it is a case. Uh, that it's that the, the, I'm sorry that the case is a bellwether for religious liberty. Mm. When America, this is his quote: "When America says you don't have the fundamental right to raise your children up to the Lord as you see fit, you are no longer Americans." Well, yeah, but these people. The question is: Do they have an immigration claim? Not whether or not right. Can, a Christian parent who has a right to be in this country. Right? Can they raise? their children up the way they want to and give them a bad education at home great yeah you can that right that's not in dispute right but is it a is it grounds for asylum yeah that's the question 
Is it is it is it up there with famine <laughs> and war? Is your personal safety really threatened right now? <laughs> no. 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 But I guess in Germany, I mean and and it's absolutely against the law like people that attempt it and there's plenty of people who do attempt to homeschool their children. Um there's like there's constant fines. Um there's huh. potentially even jail time. Oh wow. Um for holding your kids out of the school system that's interesting good for that that, well i don't know if that's good it does strike me as a little bit odd why i don't know because maybe because compulsory education yeah i don't know we have compulsory education it's just we have an opt-out right right i'm saying compulsory education without that opt-out feels a little odd to me Hmm. but i mean germans are well educated i'm all for education i'm pro education i'm just I guess there is that like you're not Dan. There is that American streak in me that's just like you know what we should have the you should have the right not to do it to homeschool your kids. You can't you shouldn't have the right not to educate your kids. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that kids need to know, but I don't know. I think you should have the right to be an ignorant asshole if you want to. I don't think so. I think that brings down the whole society. <laughs> of and course, we're it seeing does. That happen. Of course, it does. I'm a rights guy, though. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a libertarian. I have the right to you being educated. <laughs> to living in a society where you got an education and I don't have to deal with your stupid bullshit. That's what I have a right to. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh speaking of countries without rights, I'm going to I'm going to move oh, no. on. I'm going to move on to Who? Bangladesh. Grr. Bangladesh. I can only imagine. Okay. All right. Uh, this story <laughs> one of my comments i was i sort of posted a story a, a thing about this on my personal facebook page not on our facebook page because i wanted to save it for the show oh yeah <laughs> but but i but yeah I, I eventually after after some discussion about the the content of this story yeah. i came up with the phrase bangladesh Oh, yeah. Because there's a bit of douchebaggery going on. Oh, no, damn. And by a bit, I mean hundreds of thousands of people. Okay. Protesting. Protesting? Protesting what? Well, I guess protesting is maybe the wrong word. Calling for the death of atheist bloggers. That was Bangladesh? I heard about this. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. I did hear about this. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're tell, literally tell li- literally hundreds of thousands out in force of men and boys, no women, no women. Because uh, they not, are they not allowed to protest? I don't know, it's, it would imply that somehow they get a voice in something. Is it? <laughs> they frowned upon. Yeah, apparently. So they came out in force in you know hundred plus degree heat. Uh, That's reason enough to stay home, people. Yeah, exactly. Turn on the AC and let the atheist blog. Right. Well, and, you know, Vice.com, uh, which is where I found part of this story, mm-hmm. uh, had an interesting point, which is that in a country of 160 million people, there okay. are only about 6 million internet users. Oh, really? Which would indicate that maybe a few of these uh, protesters hadn't even read any of this or rather most of them probably haven't read any well of the, the math works out dan there <laughs> were pl- there was plenty of internet connections that a hundred thousand people could be up in arms you're about. you're right you're right although so, it's probably not the case i mean the truth of the matter is that we know full well that people are more than willing to just take somebody else's word for the for it you know if some leader says there are atheist bloggers. Apparently, there are 84 bloggers who they demand to be arrested or hanged. 
84. Really? Yeah. There were now I've got another article. I'm going to tie this in with another article. This one's like, from the Huffington Post. Legitimately 84? Yeah. They got a list. They wow. got a list the, the these marchers. Are list. there 84 atheist bloggers in this country? I mean, <laughs> there's so many atheist <laughs> bloggers in this country. Including us, Frank. We don't blog. Not enough. But, I used yeah. to blog a lot more. Like, yeah. if you look at the history of of Thank God yeah. I'm Atheist. But guess what? Nobody cares about what you did. They care about what you're doing. Dan. Well, that's good. That means I won't be arrested or hanged. Well, don't go to Bangladesh. I'm not going to now. They're okay. assholes All over right. there. Well, anyways. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's a uh, it. I mean, this is one of the countries that has that where Islam is the state religion. Mm-hmm. It's not you know it's not just a lot of Muslims there. It's the state religion. Mm-hmm. Um, in in a different article on uh, HuffPo, um, from it's actually originally from the I shouldn't I shouldn't even say HuffPo. I kind of hate when I get something from a news aggregator and it's from another source. It's from the the RNS, the Religion News Service. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, they they were talking about a different thing, which is basically that um, uh, there was a consortium of non-believers, which is planning rallies. Uh. Outside the Bangladeshi embassies, not in Bangladesh, but outside of Bangladeshi embassies and consulates to demand the release of several bloggers who are who have been arrested for blasphemy. Wow. Apparently, these rallies are in support of four Bangladeshi men who were arrested earlier this month for, quote, hurting religious sentiments. Meaning you hurt my feelings when you said what you said. (laughs) And I'm I'm guessing if they're from Bangladesh, what they said was so fucking mild. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe. Dan, you don't know what they said. That's true. You never know. It could have been really incendiary. I don't, I don't read Bangladeshi blogs often. Not often enough. I should. I really should venture more into the Bangladeshi blogosphere. Do you have Google Translate? <laughs> Hello. I know. I should. You I should said, read it. I said. I just said I should. I don't know. Does the, do they even? I, what lang- is Bangladeshi a language? I don't have a clue. I don't know either, Dan. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So 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 there's a bunch of a, a bunch of organized protests, not in Bangladesh, but outside of Bangladesh, oh. uh, calling for Bangladesh to release these bloggers. Mm. But that's that seems mm. when when you consider the fact that hundreds of thousands of people from within the country are calling for the death of these people, having you know. 250 people outside of the Canadian Bangladesh consulate seems yeah. seems a little weaker. Well, I mean, you said it's an Islam it's officially Islam is the official language. Or <laughs> yes, it is the official. Hello, uh, official religion. It is. Yeah, okay. I I I don't want to get to what we're talking about later, but I I can see it. Mhm. Well, mm. be, I mean because like what these people have done basically is they're not it's not that they're atheist. They're denying Allah specifically. Yeah. And they probably at some point were Muslim, right? Yeah. But and the so thing then, is that just the fact, just not they being denied Muslim. it, that's, that's punishable by death. I mean, they're absolute, they're, they are well within their rights yeah. to be as, as, as Muslims to be calling for their death. Yes. Correct. Yeah. They're not well within their rights as humans. No. But no. as, but as no, Muslims. As decent humans. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or just as humans. I'll put decent in front of it. I think humans are decent. 
<laughs> anyway, what do you got? All right. Uh, let's see. So uh, John Polk is a name that might be familiar to some people. Um, probably not to most, though. Yeah, not to me. Who was that? He was... Um, He's an ex-gay, or he was an ex-gay. He was big in the ex-gay movement back in the nineties. <laughs> oh, oh, I always um, find that so sad and cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't, but that's okay. Um, that that oh, is okay. This picture. He kind of. We were talking about this earlier. He kind of looks like a lesbian. He does look. Yeah, especially and, and, it, it's a cover picture. It's the cover of his book, and he's with and his it wife. Look, it looks right? like a lesbian couple. You can't tell yeah. which one's supposed to be the man. Well, you can tell. You can. It's you the butch one. You can't tell which one is the man. You can tell that one is definitely a woman. Yes. Okay. The other one true. you can't tell. That's true. The wife. The wife is definitely a woman. And he, if you just saw the picture, you would assume lesbian. Lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Lesbian couple. Because it says the title of the book was "Love One Out." Of course, that's a lesbian <laughs> book, right? So, anyways, it would um, need to have a. Like if it, it it's the kind of photo where you feel like if they panned back and took a, a a wide shot, there'd be a dog and a guitar somewhere in the photo, sort of. Sure, thing. yeah. And a jeep in the background. Yeah, it's why it's why <laughs> they cropped in on it. Um, but anyway, so he has renounced and apologized for um, being involved in the X Gay movement, and he wow. uh, yeah he um and uh, I got this in uh, on advocate advocate dot com. Um and uh, finally, finally, somebody admits that the the lust for for cock is 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 stronger than their desire to please a fake Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and ad, the advocate was fine with that. Oh yeah. Um, and so let's see. Uh, here's a nice little quote from his statement. It says, "For the better part of ten years, I was an advocate and spokesman for what's known as the ex-gay movement." Uh, where we declared that sexual orientation could be changed through a close-knit relationship with God. Mm. Intensive therapy and strong determination. <laughs> At the time, I truly believed that it would happen. And while many things in my life did change as a Christian, my sexual orientation did not. Oh. Oh, that's too I, bad. I, I think we could have told you that, buddy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so he is uh, getting a divorce from his... Yeah, he was married to um, an ex-gay woman oh. for 20 years. They were both? Both ex- That's the only way it would ever work. Let's face it. That's not true. We happen to know someone who's, uh, who's making it work. Uh, anywho. Um, we'll see for how long. Okay. I'm just saying, I hate to be that way, but this guy, he was the poster child. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I know. Okay. I'm just saying. He wrote a book. But this guy's claiming that he... With his this, lesbian this wife. This guy was trying to be ex-gay. Our friend Josh is not trying to be ex-gay. He's gay and He's, married to a woman. It's the... It's just... That's it's not like, a semantic difference. There is a major difference there. I'm not saying that it'll work. I am saying that there is a major difference between... Trying to get over your gayness, trying to not be gay anymore, uh-huh. and being gay, but making it work in a different way. There's a difference. <laughs> While married to a woman. While married to a woman. I'm not saying I recommend it. I, I will let you We have, need to We need to have Josh on the show. We need to, ha- we need to talk to Josh on the show. Okay. <laughs> God, snooty over there. <laughs> Somebody's snooty. I'm not snooty. Um, I know that Count, this is Polk, 
course, continuing. Mm. He says, I know that countless people were harmed by things I said and did in the past. I am truly, truly sorry for the pain I have caused. From the bottom of my heart, I wish I could take back my words and actions that caused anger, depression, guilt, and hopelessness. Oh, wow. In their place, I want to extend love, hope, tenderness, joy, and the truth that gay people are loved by God. Okay, well, yeah, the yeah, last part, I last part, kind of doesn't <laughs> doesn't sit well with us. But but the truth is, that's amazing that he recognizes that what he said did did have consequences well, and the, did have did cause pain and did cause hurt. Right. And I think that that's so great yeah. that he's it was it was only the first ten years of their marriage that they were outspoken. For the last ten years, they've kind of withdrawn. Okay, so and he's had some time to think and, and really and reflect. At least he has, and so he's been spending a lot of time. And let me tell you, if he's he he he's been, he was really wrestling with this for a while. Clearly, um, but yeah, he's. Uh, I guess he must be up in the. He's up in Oregon. Oh. I know that. I don't know if it's Portland or where, but um, yeah, he's. You'll notice in this photo that he is wearing chef's garb. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he runs a, a catering company oh. that's now doing um, a lot of work with um they're doing donations to aids advocacy groups oh great oh in his portland-based catering company oh good yeah so he's 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 trying to make amends he's doing yeah i think he's doing great yeah i think the fact that he sees what i mean it seems very sincere to me Mm -hmm. it'd be very easy to condemn um to continue to condemn somebody and to not Mm -hmm. accept somebody like him Right, you know, with with open arms into the gay community, but I think the only appropriate thing is to take somebody at their word that they, that they feel bad about it and move on. The fact that he recognizes that he and what let he did him cater some events for free, hell's yeah, yeah, hell's yeah, and probably the. I mean, I don't know what I mean. He's saying donations to AIDS advocacy groups, and he runs a, a, a you know a catering company. They're probably, you know, passing on some meals. Meals on Wheels type stuff. That'd be great. I mean, who knows? But um, at least some leftovers. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, well, that's, that's some good waste. news in the world. That's nice. Yeah. And then back to Dan. Oh, yeah. I've got nothing but, like, de- <laughs> like mine just get increasingly depressing as I move oh, on. Oh, great. Dan. I don't know how I, I, I ended up doing that. continue trying to add some levity. Are you the last one? No, you went show. first, huh? Yeah. Are we ending on a... We're ending on a horrible. Wait, you, no. Would you like I'm to gonna... do two? I'll do two in a row. I'll depress us twice in a row, and then and then we can uh, and then we'll go on to your last one, and then that'll be better. Well, mine is it's 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 not I I because I don't know what you have. Trust I, me, I'm, I'm sus- I suspect it's some sort of slaughter or something. Um, mine is nothing like that. It's an offensive comment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll end on offensive <laughs> comment. I'm going to do two in a row. Both of mine involve children. And that's what's so hard about this. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't just let them sit. I couldn't just move past it. Um, I can't decide which one to do first. I'm going to do this one first. Uh, in Pennsylvania. Now we've discussed on the show before the horrific phenomenon of people Losing their children, mm. their children dying because rather than seek medical attention, oh. Oh, yeah, they chose to pray yeah. for their child. Yeah. We've discussed this before. Yeah, it's it breaks my heart every time I think about it, and it's disgusting and it's awful. And and yet they... I don't doubt the sincerity of these people. Sure, I don't. Great, doubt, but they I... shouldn't have kids. Mm-mm. And it's I think just, in those it... cases, the state should be able to take those kids away. 
It's, it's because it's child abuse. But I don't think that it's easy. I don't think it's as easy as this is. They're just bad people. I think that they are good people who are who think that who genuinely are trying to do the best thing cosmically for their Fine, family. Fine, but take their kids. Yeah, yeah. It, it, their indeed. kids are in harm's way. Indeed, get them out of there. Well, and here's evidence of that. This is a couple in Pennsylvania who just lost their second child. <sighs> Jesus. To prayer. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 how else do you put it? They died of prayer. Both of these kids had. I'm sorry s- for laughing, but like, you phrased that in a funny way. Damn it, Dan. <laughs> well, it's okay. I think we need to laugh. I think we need to laugh. Not at the story, but just because of the story, we need laughter. Right. Um. This. Both of these kids. So one back in 2009. Uh, this couple they. They were already on probation. They only got probation. That's the other thing is the judges just slapped their wrists. Jesus. But 2009, they had a toddler die um, because their kid – because he had a uh, bacterial infection. He had a bacterial pneumonia. Mm. This is so easy for us to cure. Right. We have the cure for this. Right. Uh, but no. They prayed. He died. Now, they just lost another son. Uh, eight months old, after he suffered from diarrhea and breathing problems, Jesus and uh, and stopped eating. I'm sorry, you know. There's just, especially after you've lost one. Now, granted, no, their faith was strengthened. They've that's, they, they, see. This is the problem. Yeah. This is the problem. Yeah. They uh-huh. don't learn the lesson. Yeah. No, it, because they went through a trial of their faith, they came out even stronger. They were more they believed convicted. even more. They they would they went and talked to their religious congregation. Yeah. And 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 explained how it only served to strengthen their faith. Yeah. This is the problem with religion. This is a big problem also with conspiracy theori- theorists. Hmm. I don't know if we have any listeners now who believe that 9-11 was an inside job or whatever. But the right. truth of the matter is that when you listen to conspiracy theorists, any evidence against what they believe becomes evidence for their belief. They find a way to twist it around until it makes their, until it makes their belief about their conspiracy true. Right. So the fact that, you know... That there, the you know the twin towers really would have crumbled in that way uh, mm-hmm. if they were hit by by airplanes. Only serves to prove that the government knew how the p- twin towers would crumble. So blah blah blah. You know, it doesn't right. matter what you say to people. Right. If they want to believe a thing, they'll believe it. Whatever evidence you present, yeah, one side or the other, right, will be evidence in the in the in favor of their belief, right. Yep. It's an ugly cycle and it's it's terrifying to me. And you know, these people I th- what do you do with this? How do you make the cautionary tale clear to everyone? It's to, I you just want to go out and shake everybody. Everyone who has ever prayed instead of going taking their kid fine. You know what? If 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 it's your own life and you want to pray, pray yeah, if you're an pray adult for God to to cure you. Right. And 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 reject all medicine. Yeah. And reject all medical care. You're stupid like, for doing it, but fine. But you're an adult. You're making a choice about yourself. Right. These are chil- these these aren't even children. These are infants. These are well. One's an infant. The other one was a toddler. Right. But nonetheless, these are n- in no way are these children capable of making that decision. Of making a decision. Adults. You're that's like, something you just no don't. Way. You have no right 
to not treat these kids. Right. I don't care who, I don't care what your, you think your God told you. Right. We will, we need, we do, we need to take these kids away from It needs people. to be viewed legally as child abuse. It to is. To deny children medical care it's, for any reason. It, well, and it's beyond child abuse. It's, it's infanticide. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're murderers. I mean, they're not murderers. They're not they're murderers. They're neglectful man- intent. It, it's neglectful manslaughter, though. Right. Or whatever. I don't know what the legal t- jargon would be. But but they these people, I mean, and God, it's so much. It, I, I can't imagine what they're going through having lost their child. Yeah. I don't care about punishing them because I'm not a big punishment guy. I feel like they're probably. They just don't get to have more, more kids. You can't have kids, though. They, yeah. You can't. You're not allowed anywhere anywhere near raising a child. How about this? How about this? You have a child that 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 dies because you denied that child medical care. Uh-huh. You are sterilized. Boy, that's a slip. Not a slippery slope. It's a sticky, sticky thing. There's a lot of ethical questions. That You're not around. allowed to have more kids. You're not allowed, You're to, not allowed to bring more kids into our society. No. But, I mean, what, you, you know, but, but the problem with sterilization is it doesn't allow for them to have to leave their religion later on and and whatever you know what i mean but you're but saying you're, you're saying they've just given up the right to have kids forever yeah. when, once they've done this once yeah possible why not yeah i don't know something's got to be done though this, i mean this is happening all over the country we, it or, doesn't get or re- you're told if you have another kid we're gonna take it yeah exactly maybe you, not sterilized but you're not allowed to have more kids if you get pregnant and you carry it to term that's fine but we will take it we're banning you, you. do not get to you to don't get to bring child. more kids in the kids you have their grandfather done but no right. more right yep i think that's i think that's right I mean, and and the kids I you mean, have obviously and those kids obviously, you have, i don't think this is actually a viable solution no right like i don't think that politically you could ever, you could ever actually ever make that happen. make it happen but i'm just saying on just sort of just like the right thing. There has to be a right thing to do here. Right. Yeah. And the right thing is to try them for manslaughter. Mm-hmm. That's the right thing. But, but again, what? I mean, yeah. The the right thing is to figure out a way to. I mean, to convince them, to convince people that you can't. You can, you have to treat your kids. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with medicine, people. Oh. Hey, maybe is. God helped people make medicine, so that. <laughs> Right. That's how God is helping you cure your 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 sickness. Yeah, exactly. Is through the miracle of modern medicine. God directed Mer- a Marie miracle. Curie. Yeah, why not? Let that up. be the narrative for these people. If that's what it takes for them to drag their kids in to get some care, just believe that God made the medicine. Yeah. Yep. It's all very frustrating. Um so that was that's that's the first depressing uh, story. Oh. Depressing story number one, out of the way. Okay. That's the lighthearted one. <laughs> the The second one is this. Uh, Dateline uh, Santiago, Chile. Okay. Is it Santiago? No, it's I not. I was worried it was. No, it's, is okay. it, is it Santiago? No, it's, it's Chile though. Um, there's a, a small sect um, mm-hmm. in Chile. Okay. Uh, led by a guy named uh, Castillo Gayate. Okay. Um, Gus- oh, led by Ramon Gustavo Castillo Gayate. Sorry about God, that. God, that's a lot of names. They always have lots of names uh, down in the southern hemisphere uh, in South America. Anyway, <laughs> so, 
Americans trying to. <laughs> what are you talking I, about? I don't know. <laughs> There's that whole Latin American thing of having a lot of. Names. Yeah, no, I having yeah. every everybody's name that is. In it's your like family. your father's name, last name, and your mom's last name, and your mother's father's last name, and your right. father's mother's, and then all. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, so in Chile, uh, the police arrested four people, uh, in this little sect, uh, because they. Burned a baby alive because it was the Antichrist. Oh, dear God. Three-day-old baby. Are you kidding me? Taken to a hill uh, in the town of Coiguay, uh, near the Chilean port of uh, Valparaiso, uh, and thrown into a bonfire. Jesus Christ. The mother was uh, apparently... Was she in on it? In on it. Oh, my God. Uh, and, uh, and the baby, yeah, they, they decided that this baby was evil. How? How? What does it, did it cry too much? Like, what in God's name? Three days? Three days is not enough time to know if your baby cries too much. Three day, three day old baby. There's no... No. So, you know, the, this article, this AP article, uh... Ends with saying that police said that the guy, the ringleader, I won't say his name again, any of them, uh, was last seen traveling to Peru to buy ayahuasca. Good. Now, I, I'm i not going to make the link. They're, they're clearly trying to make the link that ayahuasca was part of what fueled this insanity. Mm. I'm not sure I disagree with that statement. I, I'm definitely not positive that that happened but my god you know you you start to get your mind going in some weird directions yeah when you when you do a lot of psychotropic drugs sure yeah whether that can get you to the point where you're okay with killing a baby i don't know i've definitely i've got plenty of friends who have done ayahuasca a bunch of times and none of them have killed committed infanticide right but i, it, know about. I mean it, but you it also depends that. on whatever strange little you know, backwoods religious-y thing. Exactly. You combine in. it with crazy, weird religious sect, and yeah. you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's just... But it's so... Ah, this is this is where religion meets the worst part of humanity. This yeah. is where you would not be able to convince these people to kill a baby without religion. No. There is no. no way that you could talk these people and this mother... Into murdering a mm. baby, mm -hmm. a three-day-old baby, mm -hmm. without religion being there. And, and you know, you hear the religious people talking about how... And, yeah, there, there are horrific things on the other side that are done by, by non-religious people. Mm -hmm. But this kind of thing, ritual sacrifice of a baby, you don't get to that point without religion. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, religious people go pick at that. Wow, Dan. Yeah. Well, there you you go. got some anger going on. Well, you know, I'm mad. I, yeah, I'm mad when people murder a baby. Yeah, that, that'll piss me off. You, yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't upset you? It makes me sad. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know that I'm to the point of anger. Okay. Um, because maybe sickly, sadly, whatever, um, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like my, I, I just, I have to, I, I, 
I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I'm able to, I mean, it, it definitely makes me sad, but I have some walls built up mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, well, it's halfway around the world and <laughs> I don't know. And I, I just, I, I, I don't know that I can let that ruin my day no and that's and that's no and i don't mean and and that's not where i'm going either but i when i think about it and i think about how this can be led to happen and Uh i think about all of the outrage that is spent on the that abortion guy that that little abortion clinic in wherever it was that everybody's outraged about grover what's his name that went and there there were recall there were apparently a few a few babies that were Emerged from the, the mother alive and then were killed. Oh dear God! Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I mean that there was there was there was moral outrage coming from the religious right on right, that point, point. Right. and I and I and I'm I'm outraged too. Right. But you. But the fact is that your the religion can be used to create worse atrocities than mm, that. Yeah. Right. And that and 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 so that's what and, you're, yeah. Go, and bo- that it, go and, bomb that. Yeah, exactly. Christians. Yeah, go. I mean, these people were Christian people. Yeah, go. You know, go get after them. Yeah, no kidding. Hmm. Well, I've got another Christian. Okay. Um, to absolutely go a totally different direction. Oh, goody. Um, you're familiar with Mark Driscoll. <sighs> yeah, he's he's, uh, he's in the Pacific Northwest somewhere, right? Mars Hill. He's the Mars Hill guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Mars Hill Church. Mm. Um, well, he's um, in a little bit of a... I don't know if he's if he's actually even in hot water, but people are criticizing him um, for a sermon that he gave on marriage mm. in which he criticized nagging wives. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, and some women, you're a nag. You're disrespectful. You're quarrelsome. Being married to you is like a life sentence. And the guy's just scratching on his wall every day. One more day. Just one more day. Oh, my God. Proverbs talks about certain women. They're like a dripping faucet. You ever try to sleep with a dripping faucet? Plunk, 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 plunk. It's what we use to torture people who are prisoners of war. Oh, he is a treat. Oh, I'll bet his wife was so happy about that. <laughs> oh, she was probably out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of you are. Yeah, exactly. Some of you are nags. And all of the women who are nags were sitting there looking around like, I wonder which one of these bitches it is. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the whole thing elicited laughter from the Well, of course it audience. did. Of course it um, did. And only, and, and, uh, and probably only a small percentage of that was uncomfortable laughter. Mm. There was probably a bunch of it that was totally like on board laughter. Yeah. And then this small little percent that was like, <laughs> I don't know if he should be saying this. <laughs> he makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. 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 Of course, so, he doesn't go after husbands who are no, he, assholes. No, he does. Oh, okay. But this is how he goes about it. <laughs> he called today's men pathetic. Arguing that they tend to shirk their responsibilities instead of owning up to them. Okay? Okay. So, quote, For the first time in the nation's history, the majority of children born to young women are born out of wedlock. For the first time in the nation's history, young women are more likely than young men to be in college, to be in church, 
to be in the workforce <laughs> and even have a driver's license. <laughs> we live in a day when men are acting like boys, even though they are men. And they're mooching off their mothers and they're mooching off their girlfriends and they're abandoning their responsibility. It's a fool's parade, but there's no punchline <laughs> for the joke. <laughs> fool's parade. I, it's, a, I, 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 it's one of my new favorite phrases. <laughs> a fool's parade. <laughs> but there's no punchline for the joke. No, no. He, says. He, he doesn't realize that he is the punchline mm-hmm. for the joke. There's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. The you know in a marriage, the the real there are two big problems mm-hmm. that men aren't being the breadwinners, uh-huh. and that women need to shut the hell up. Yeah, sounds right to me. It it kind of gels with with my view of reality. Yeah, it, that pretty seems much to, seems to be right. Will you ladies just can you shut up for a minute? <laughs> can you just give us a second to breathe? Jesus Christ. You're like a prisoner of war in here. Yeah. I'm scratching it's at the li- walls. It's a life sentence. <laughs> I can't get a divorce, according to Driscoll. Oh, my God. The number just the number of men that must have come to him complaining for him to make a sermon out of this shit. Yeah. I just... I, God. Yeah. And women you complaining, know because he, he's like, I just can't find a good man. Right, like all these men are just boys. They're all just boys. Although, frankly, I gotta say, women coming to him to complain probably just sounds like so much chatter. It's just nagging. God, why? God, shut this up. woman needs to shut up about this. Thing. Is she gonna go on forever? Okay, uh, I hear you. Okay, yeah. Grrr. Blah blah blah. Yeah, which is apparently the appropriate response to <laughs> naggery. <laughs> so he also in his sermon. <laughs> Oh, there's more. Oh. But wait, there's more. Yeah, I don't know if this... Yeah, but anyway, so I'm going to continue. Driscoll also compared the marriage relationship to a garden in which the wife is the garden and the husband is the gardener. Oh, my God. (laughs) What the fuck does that... It means means that her whole job is to pump out the babies. Some of you guys would say, man, there's a lot of weeds at my house. (laughs) You're the gardener. Man, there's a lot of rotten fruit at my house. You're the gardener. Oh, my God. You're the gardener. What you don't need is another garden. You need to be a better gardener. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> like, at first, I'm like, okay, it's about, you know, procreation or whatever. But, I mean, no, he's, what is he about talking about? the woman. Tending to your wife. It's about creating your wife in the, to be the person that you want her to be. It's about molding and shaping the wife until she's the correct wife for you. Mm-hmm. So, frankly, I mean, honestly, if she's nagging, you're the gardener. Well, I think it's you get the fruits of what you put into it. If you're, yeah. If she's nagging, garden. You're, yeah. Get the fucking gloves on and garden that bitch. Yeah. Until she's right. Yeah. God damn it. That's just crazy. Uh, uh, what's funny is that the first thing you said when you were doing the gardening quote, what was the first thing you said? Do the first part of the quote. Uh, some of you guys would say, man, there's a lot of weeds at my house. <laughs> Which all I could think about was, gosh, she just kind of, she kind of needs to do some grooming. Yeah. She's, uh, yeah. so it's, there's some hedges that need pruning, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> in, in the down there part of the yeah. garden. Hip to hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I, yeah. How much would you love to be married to him? Oh, I bet he has a good marriage. Oh, yeah. I you know why? She... He gardens the fuck out of that woman. Yeah. He gardens like a motherfucker. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh God. Probably. I, like how know. how how far down the rabbit hole do you have to go before you start? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. How far down the rabbit hole before you do what? Before before that kind of bullshit comes out of your mouth. Oh. Before you before this is where you go with it. Like your your marriage is suffering because the woman's a bitch and the man's not gardening. Yeah. I don't I mean, how do you even garden? I how how does that work? Um, I want to know the the ins and outs of how that works for in his mind. I don't know. I don't know either. But it does seem like the Archie Bunker sort of <laughs> Right. I mean that that's 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 who he is talking to and that's who he's getting to show up to church that's who feels the need to be legitimized oh uh, yeah the whole archie bunker phenomenon yeah right where it's it's supposed to be you know satire of 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 this sort of dying breed of america and it ends up being embraced by that same sector of a section of america as the hero held up as a hero yeah mind you we're in our late 30s so if we so younger listeners will not know what the hell you're talking about. Well, with Archie a lot of people in our age may not even know who Archie Bunker is. That's true. Is. That's but true. Anyways, but if you don't, it's an important part of television history. Oh, and you should watch. Watchy. You should watch them all in the family. <laughs> anyway, I don't know the words to that song. I just remember them singing it. We yeah. could use a man like Hoover Hoover again. <laughs> right? Isn't that the... <laughs> Those were the days! It probably wasn't Herbert Hoover. Probably not. <laughs> I'm guessing it's... I don't know. Maybe, you never maybe know. it was. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Anyway. You don't... Anyway. <laughs> so, if you want to get in touch with us... Yeah, Facebook... To, oh. To tell us, you know, to shoot us a link about where we can look up the... The theme song on yeah, on, there the, you go. on all in the family yeah, Facebook dot com slash TGI atheist yeah, or you can e- like us yeah, or you can email us on uh, at, at podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com or you can leave us a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight four four two yeah, and we're gonna go to some audio. We'll be right back. Why have we been arguing about marriage? We have been so foolish. It is not about gays. It's not about homosexuals. It's not about any of that. It is about freedom. And the reason why they've won is because they've made it about freedom. And freedom, everyone basically understands freedom. That more freedom, not less. And so the argument has been, who are you to tell me what I can and cannot do? And by saying, well, because it always is, What's happened? You've lost. And by doing so, by not getting and turning into it soon enough, what's happened is you've been painted into a corner of a bigot. That's why they've won, because the principle of it is right. The principle is easy to understand. Who are you to say? (laughs) Run back, people. Is, but, what did I just hear? Okay. It, let's not try to twist or take his words out of context. He is not coming out in favor of gay rights. No. He's simply saying He's that, d- that the gay rights, are the, the argument for gay marriage 
is, is is the one that has the the stickiness that, that it needs. It's it's it's, 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 the, it's about the, freedom. It's the correct one. It's the correct one in our <laughs> in our system, in our legal system. It's very easy to define. Right? Well, here's the thing. It's easy to say. It's about. It's about freedom. What's amazing to me is this is the same thing we heard Bill O'Reilly do uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, which is that the bill takes a different perspective. Yeah, but what ends up happening is that they're both they both end up very clearly saying that you know the gay rights movement has the better argument, uh-huh. and the implicit thing there's this pause there. Neither of them said which I agree with. Right. They both said it's the better argument, and it's clear that they just want a, an argument on their side to rise up. Right. But well, they don't have it. They don't have the Bill, right argument. Bill O'Reilly obviously goes a little bit further he did than, go a little than Glenn further. Beck does, which is he, he says that he's always been okay with what, like, civil, unions. civil unions, right? I mean, Glenn, Which I, is bullshit. That's not true. Well, regardless, he's, he's trying to say that, that, that he's kind of... That right. He that he's never changed on it, and this is where he is now. Right. I've so, always been okay with that. I want everyone to be happy. That's what Bill O'Reilly said. I want right. everyone to be happy. <laughs> and that's, that's obviously not where Glenn Beck's coming from at all. Oh no, Glenn Beck wants. But he's Glenn Beck for... is acknowledging that the argument on the other side from him is better. He declared a winner. Yeah, the winner is the gays. Yeah, they win. They well, they've won because they've I think won. Is what he said. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's amazing. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on crazy yeah well they don't have an argument well this is how someone who has lost a major major war thrashes around yeah after realizing that they've lost yeah even though even though even though there are battles can't get married no there are battles still (laughs) still to be fought oh yeah glenn beck we've won we gays we've won (laughs) i guess what eventually No, no you've won eventually well, we have won the hearts and minds of the American people. It's true. Yep. Now it's just getting the laws to catch up. Fabulous. <laughs> That's all you have to do. You just have to convince people that you're fabulous. And That's true. That's true. You know, you know you, what? The way the gays did it, which was smart, or part of the way the gays did it, was to win the hearts and minds of the housewives. Yeah. You get you get that will and grace thing going. When we're good recruiters too. <laughs> the recruitment is the recruitment amazing. program. It's, has been very helpful. It's been really strong. Yeah. Really, really strong. Yeah, you know. You get a free toaster. You're, you're not helping. Sign up. You're not helping, Frank. What do you mean? Somebody might believe. What? <laughs> it's a 72-hour trial period. <laughs> Just try God, that would be the best pickup line ever. <laughs> for, the, for the gay men who are so into getting straight guys for a little bit, this pickup line just... Just like a recruitment whole thing. Mm-hmm. You can just try it for 72 hours. If you don't like it, that's fine. You can return to your straight lifestyle. No mm-hmm. questions asked. Right, yeah. After 72 hours, you've bought in and you're gay. You can keep the toaster. You get the toaster. You get the uh, <laughs> the calendar. And uh, I am milking an old joke here, I by the way. Yeah. But anyways, well, an old we, should put a, we should put a link up for, for people who don't know it. For, for the recruitment? Yeah. The gay recruitment? The National Gay Recruitment Council. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. Anyway, hey, we've got some uh, some correspondence Ooh, from people. Where do we want to start? Well, uh, I, I, I'm going to do some emails. Do emails, and I then think. I'll do voicemail. How's that? Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so uh, we've got uh, Eric, who, mm-hmm. who says, hi there, Swedish listener here. Hi, Eric. Eric from Sweden. Sweden. 
from Hallen, Sweden. Sven, Sver, Sveria, I believe is is the Swedish word for Sweden. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Eric, write back to me if I'm wrong on that. How do you say hello? Uh, all I can oh, think come of, on. All I can think of is thank you, mm. which is which is talk talk. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. Huh. When you when you order your 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 corv, which is a hot dog that's too long for its bun. Oh, okay, fine. And then you say better to have more hot dog than bun. Yeah. It's oh, but better. but it's like literally like an inch and a half yeah, on either nice. side. You get you get this tiny little bun and this really long. That's nice. Sausage. I like that. Yeah. They do. They do, do hot dogs you, right then. I bet you sweet. do. You gay. You big fat gay. Oh. You... <laughs> Did you really have to take it there? <laughs> it. Trust me. When you see like the pictures that are on the side of the corve like uh stands uh-huh it's hard not to think that it's pretty fucking phallic but that's okay anyway uh eric we'll get back to eric's email though <sighs> it was always into the gutter with you dan <laughs> kind of where i live anyway uh he says he's been enjoying the podcast and came across uh something he hopes we can answer uh-huh I've been following Prison Break, the series, and oh. came across an episode where the protagonist, Michael, suddenly glances over on a church in the middle of a remorseful moment. Mm. He goes inside and confesses his sins. Mm. This all felt really out of place and weird for his character. Mm. Could it be that the writers of the series uh, are not wanting to alienate the Christian viewers? Is this common in American TV? I know they did something similar with The Walking Dead. Uh, he says, excuse the English, which is hilarious because it's pretty much perfect. perfect. <laughs> Damn Swedes and their perfect English. Uh, and he says, keep up the good work. Right. Um, so, I, you know. I didn't watch the show. I don't watch the show. But, I mean, it's a question. If you, if you, to hear the Christians talk about it, mm-hmm. there is no God anywhere on TV or in the movies. Oh. It doesn't exist. Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood it's is. No, everybody knows Hollywood's filled with liberals. And Jews. atheists, Jews, and and, they, and homos, and they and yeah, and that's that's who's. If you just pull out Hollywood, the word just like this, this if a conservative is talking about Hollywood, that's what they mean. That's what they mean. Yeah, bunch of bunch of it's a it's a hive. It's a nest oh, of just of iniquity. Just awful, awful. How so, has it been? How God can <laughs> handle not destroying it? I know. It's, it's it's hard to it's, it's hard to imagine that and, and I, I just you know, wonder what he's up to. What you, is he up to? Why does he let that city continue? I know, I know that industry, that horrible, horrible entertainment industry. If, it, it, between that and and Las Vegas, you've got a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. And Gomorrah, yeah, boom, right, yeah, there. right there, burn them both. Well, apparently they have not committed the unforgivable sin of inhospitality. Inhospi- that's true they are you know honestly you can't you accuse las vegas of being it's inhospitable based in the hospitality industry their, their entire that's economy the whole economy the entire economy so they have not committed the crime of sodom and gomorrah anyway i don't know eric i mean here's the thing you you know we're looking at we're looking at religion in 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 things as far as i'm concerned no religion's good religion uh on the on the tv but I haven't seen the show, but here's what I'm thinking. Okay. It might have been a lazy moment for the writers. <laughs> because they needed some they needed a device that people would easily and quickly recognize as being remorseful. Remorseful. Yeah. And that's probably all it was. It's a quick go to. Yeah. It, you're right. I think you're right. It's yeah. just a nice It's easy. They 
how, they how needed a short say, day for whatever reason. How do you get so your character? Like, just, God, just send him to a church, right? How do you get your character to show that he's being rem- that he's feeling remorse mm-hmm. and not just write the phrase, the line? Gosh, I'm feeling remorse. <laughs> well, I I applaud them for not writing the line, right? Yes, and to actually like try to come up with something visual, right? To tell the story, but nonetheless, it's yeah. a pretty yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think it's nothing to do with. Like anybody in a meeting going, we need to, we need to put some, uh, we need to cater right. to the Christians right now. We need right. to put something in there. No, although I wouldn't put it past them on certain things. You I know, it was the, Fox. Wasn't yeah, it Fox? I don't know. I think that was a Fox show. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I, that's that's kind of where I fall on it. Um, so thanks for writing, Eric. I did want to thank uh, Matthew, a new donor. Ooh, thank you, Matthew. Who uh, who is uh, gave us uh, a nice, generous donation. Thank, thank you, you so very much, much for that. Yeah. Um, we got an email from a man named Doctor Steve. Doctor Steve. Okay, well, he cool. has he has a last name, but I we don't do last names. So. Right. Um, but Doctor, but Steve said because um, last week, do you remember we talked a little bit? We we talked about um, suicide. Oh yeah, we talked about uh, uh, dealing with with uh, we we had an, another listener email us about uh, suicide oh, right. studies mm-hmm. and 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 whether mm-hmm. their suicide was higher among atheists and, right, and, and right, all that sort right. of thing. Um, and he said, uh, he said on suicide. Not that I disagree with anything that you said, but there is stuff to be said about suicide rates and religiosity. Um, uh, he's uh, one of the things that he points out. He says. Um, he can give his studies if, if he likes, but it turned out that, uh, uh, in places like Ireland, coroners, coroners were less likely to want to upset families by defining death as suicide, hmm. uh, than in more open and accepting societies like in Scandinavia. Right. Okay. So in Ireland, regardless of circumstances, it used to be the fact, it used to be the fact that suicide was only recorded where there was an actual suicide note. Oh, Wow. So he says, uh, any huh. study of suicide rates will only uncover how coroners behave. Very interesting. And yeah, and coroners That's do not want to upset families. Very interesting point. Yeah. Uh, so the, the suicide rates reflect religiosity rather than reflect any other causal link with relig- religiosity that we can unravel. Wow. So you could, in a very religious area, end up having a lot more. It's not being reported. And right. it could be, who knows, equal to a place that's largely secular. Right. You, you, yeah. it, I mean, what it means is that we just, don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Right. So, But it could be. But it, you never know. <laughs> you never know. But thank you. Uh, well, there's so many factors. Right. Right. There's so that many. Could, I, I don't even know how you would compare one country's numbers to another. Well, but what we were talking about is, 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 things, is suicide you know? rates among atheists versus suicide rates among believers. Right. And, and there's no way to know. We there just aren't enough so good studies that were done with control with the proper controls in place, right? To for us to know, but I mean the larger question still was, and I think we answered. I I think our answer to this was prop was, was probably good, but the larger question was, you know, we we need to be on guard for this. I mean, it's mm-hmm. something it's something where we need to be careful. With we need to take care of each other mm-hmm. as an atheist community mm-hmm. because because the religious community has structures in place to take care of each other mm. atheist community doesn't yet and that's an interesting question for me right it's something we we need to work on i'm sure. not sure how but thanks dr steve for writing in thank you 
Um, we had a, uh, a post on the blog um, regarding our uh, t- discussion of chief rabbis. Oh, I yes. did a story last week uh, involving uh-huh. a, a guy that was we in line ta- to be the chief rabbi in uh, in England. And we were taken to task. We were, because what I said was that chief rabbi is just sort of a... It, it doesn't really mean anything. You said it was a figurehead of sorts, right? Right, and, and, and that, there's, that since there's no real centralization of mm-hmm. Judaism, right. the, 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 the title of chief rabbi religiously is meaningless. Because there, because there's no rabbi that's placed above any other rabbi, religiously. Right. Turns out, religiously, that's true. But politically, that's very much not the case. Oh, okay. So our uh, comments were misleading. They were misleading. Um, and I'm and I'm grateful to uh, Marilyn for writing in and letting us know. Um, so basically, chief rabbi uh, is a position which is incredibly powerful in many countries. Hmm. There are chief rabbis in cities but and chief rabbis in countries, but the countries that do have chi- chief rabbis, frequently that is the person who is tasked with the job of defining who is a Jew to the state. Oh. And, de- and that's the person who's tasked with de- determining... Like on an individual basis? Like... Well, like, what, <laughs> defining what, Jew, what a Jew is. And, and, and yes, so- no... <laughs> You yes. you could be Jew. You are not a Jew, but you are Jewish, and you. Anyway, um, <laughs> but no, Marilyn, who wrote, said that that um, uh, in, she would be uh, because she's not married. She though she is a she describes herself as a legal Jew. Okay. Um, she would where, never where been. Was, a, where was Marilyn? I think she's from the U.S. She's oh. here in the United States somewhere. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but she says, uh, though she is a legal Jew, um, if if there were a chief rabbi of the U.S., which oh, there isn't, okay. Okay, okay. Um, she would never have been allowed to become a Jew due to the fact that she was and am uh, and is married to a non-Jew. Really? I'm not. Yeah, I don't know what all. I I haven't looked into that to see if that to to verify that that's that correct. That's complicated. But the chief rabbi of a country is the person who would determine such things. Who would determine what in that country would qualify you to be a Jew and what would disqualify you to be a Jew. Holy cow! And that's that's meaningful because there's money that's that states give to you know to to religions or there's you know there there there's you know there's taxes that are collected. Or not collected based on whether your, you know, wh- whether your synagogue counts or whatever. So there are a lot of political ramifications um, involved in the decisions that these chief rabbis make. Okay. So I wanted. Okay. So we needed to be clear about that. She also took me to task a little bit for calling a kippah a yarmulke. But as far as my research goes, those two words are fairly interchangeable. So I'm not going to give that one to you, Marilyn. <laughs> Well, one is more in vogue, right? Yeah, I think kippa kippa is, is more is more commonly used. So, so yeah. She also said that that she said that uh, the reason because I was talking about uh, a rabbi who came to a, a dinner that I went that I oh, attended, sure, yeah. and I was joking that I thought you know if he goes there he needs to he needs to wear the yarmulke the kippa so that look the part so that he looks the so part so we all know who he is and she said that that you you traditionally would only wear a yarmulke or a kippa I'm gonna call it a yarmulke just be just call just it to a kippa spider. No. no come on call it no just a spider 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but she said that she points out that it, traditionally it was used to to just while praying. You oh. you cover your head while praying. But that but that's a little disingenuous, Marilyn, because we know that there are plenty of uh, of, of of sects where you you know they're worn all the time. What? Oh, nothing, nothing. You gave me a look like what? <laughs> You're just calling this woman out. Well, I'm, I'm, I did some research. She made she she <laughs> she. I thank her, for, you know, for no, her input, well, and then and then I researched it out, right. and and yeah, there are there are plenty of 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 sects of Judaism that that will wear. That will wear it at all times. Sure, and it's not something you know. It it can be just for prayer, but it can also be. Uh, she me- even she mentioned that it could be you know that there are sects that say that you're praying all the time, right? So you wear that. But even even if you don't believe that you're that all of your life is a prayer, and that's why you wear the kippah, there are other groups that believe that it's just a respectful sign to God uh, to wear the kippah. Is it ever considered like an outward sign of devotion, like? It, it's considered like to the world. Yes, yeah. There are some people who say that that you should wear it to show that you are Jewish, to mm. show the world that you are Jewish, mm. and 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 to, to give that signal to to the world. Mm. All right. Anyway, okie dokie. Kippa. Yeah. Or yarmulke. Okie dokie. Um, what else you got? Uh, we oh we also have another uh, another subscriber, a donor. So thank you, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Uh, that gosh, Very you guys, nice it's you. it's really helpful. Um, we just, you know, we this things cost money, yeah. So it's very useful when you guys are willing to donate to us. Yeah. Um, Jared wrote in. He said uh, he's been listening to the show since January, uh, and he's since then listened to every episode. Thank you very wow, much. Wow, Jared. Um, he uh, <clears throat> he's halfway through high school at the moment. Mm. Uh, and he has has had some doubts, um, and he was he was listening to our he said listening to our show helped him decide that he's actually an atheist. Cool. Um, but he goes to a Catholic high school. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't told anybody yet, um, considering that it might be a pretty big deal. And as Paige said when when he was on our show, mm-hmm. uh, it might if you're a teen if you're a teen it and, might or if you're living at home it might not be a bad idea to just sort of assess your own situation. Yeah, and absolutely. if you think that it could cause more trouble than it's worth. Mm-hmm. Hang on to it. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong I with that. I think that's great advice. Yeah. So anyways, so what, what else did, uh, um, did he have to say? Uh, he says he tries to get some of his ideas to his super conservative friends uh, on his Facebook account. He can't really bring up important topics to friends his age and get anywhere, any, anywhere in actual conversation. Um, and he thinks he doesn't, he's not getting anywhere uh, on the Facebook as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So he says some of the pictures I I've it. shared from conser- I see shared from conservative pages have made me uh, close my computer and walk off steaming. Hmm. Yeah, you know, That's, yeah. Jared, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. If your goal is to change hearts and minds, you, you're in trouble because yeah. it's just it's especially on a, in a in a in a forum like Facebook. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Where it's all sound bites and, and yeah. quick snippets. You're just not going to change anybody's mind ever about anything at all. Right. So you gotta come to terms with that. And somebody who's like bothering to 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 post, I would think they already they're not on the fence. Mm-hmm. Right. Like like it's it, it's winning the hearts and minds of people who are kind of, oh, you know, I believe, but I don't really but if they're like they're fervent. There's no hope. No. Here's, no here's, hope. here's what you can do. And here's what, what my goal has become on Facebook. I generally don't engage like 
some ultra Christian thing that someone's posted. But what I will do is if something's offensive, if something's mm. well-meaning but offensive, I will very gently, and I'm going to reiterate that, very gently remind me, just tell people what my point of view is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And just, just say, you know, I appreciate where you're coming from on this, but it's hurtful to me when you, when you put it right. this way. And sure. here's why. Um, anything more than that, you're just fighting. Right. And that's all that it's going to launch into, and it's not going to be productive in any way. And sometimes, and a lot of people like that. A lot of people enjoy a good, a good few rounds in the ring. Right. But you're certainly not going to accomplish anything. You know, that person's going to feel more justified posting that bullshit yeah. than they were before you had the conversation. So right. you got to think about what your goal is. Yeah. If your goal is just to have a good, a good fight, believe me, you'll be able to. Okay. And there's there's more in there, right? Yeah, he yeah, says yeah. Something about yeah. He also said, um, uh, let's see. He, so he's re- at this Catholic high school. He's required to pray every morning um, along with the pledge, mm-hmm. and uh, and they pr- pray at the beginning of every th- theology class. And he says he usually just goes with it, uh, goes along with it, as I don't see the need to do anything and stick out. It's hard. I'm having tough decisions to make. I don't necessarily want to leave. I've been attending since kindergarten, and I don't yeah. feel comfortable stopping now. Right. Um, nor, nor would that be necessarily a good idea. I mm-mm. mean, changing schools is it could be rough, a miserable experience for most people. And in addition to that, I mean, I don't know how your Catholic schools are in your area, but the Catholic schools here in Salt Lake are the good schools to go to. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're getting yourself a good education, sure. And you just have to put up with some prayer for a little, little bit every once in a while. I say, go. <laughs> there's no reason to screw yourself out of a. a, a yeah, a good education. Just uh, let them pray. Know know how you feel about it. Yeah, but it's not going to hurt you to hear them pray every day. No, it's just going to be. I mean, it might be a mild annoyance or whatever. But believe me, we all have mild annoyances throughout the entirety of our lives. Yeah, some of them are about religious things. Some of them are about whatever. Yeah. So you're. It'll be fine. Uh, I know. I, just just hang in there. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should do an "It Gets Better" video. Gets, we could. It gets better, Jared. <laughs> Don't worry. All right. Okay, wait. We got one more. Okay, Uh Brandon wrote in and said uh, he just wanted to let us know that he appreciated the the episode on grieving and suicide. Um, he said dealing with his uncle's suicide was uh, when he was a kid was integral, integral in his deconversion. Oh, uh, since his mother was raised Catholic and given their view on suicide, it hit her pretty hard, even though... Uh, even though his parents left the Catholic Church long before. Her saying that she didn't believe in that, she didn't believe that a part of the Bible couldn't be true, led him to wonder, led uh, Brandon to wonder what else there was uh, that was up to interpretation. Um, Yeah, he said, also a friend of ours had, he says, also a friend of ours has just recently had the experience of dealing with a grief counselor because a woman at her office was dealing with with the suicide of her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wanted to share that the grief counselor actually stated that the common, uh, quote, in a better place now comments are actually not the appropriate thing to say at all, religious or not, oh. especially in the case of suicide, since Stay- that can actually put undue emphasis on the negative aspects of that person's life when they were still alive, which could, or, which could lead to guilt for those grieving. Right. Or if you are a Christian, you, that person's in hell. Oh, that's a good point. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Depending on how you believe. Right. Now, most people who've had a loved one, no matter what their beliefs are, but they've had a loved one commit commit suicide. Right. They rationalize the whole thing away. Of course they do. They're like, well, but God knows his heart. Right. God knows that he was suffering. Right. And so he couldn't possibly put him in hell for that. Yeah, it's like that pre- right. that that who was who's the famous preacher whose son recently committed suicide? Oh, um and he was talking about how his son was mentally ill and, and, yeah, 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 and now yeah. he's a big mental illness uh advocate yeah, and yeah. stuff. But um which is but great. I've, I've always thought that he they're in a better place is beyond just being an empty platitude, is um you don't know. <laughs> you don't know how oh, so you're now um, the expert on the, the, you get to judge yeah where people are going heaven me, or hell me and saint peter are really close so <laughs> i happen to know <laughs> with pretty good authority where he's going and it's a better place oh yeah. he, sadly he's in a worse place <laughs> yeah. now yeah but. exactly yeah so i mean so i thought that was very interesting and he's just said he uh he wanted to throw out there that grief counseling is one potentially secular way of dealing with loss i can't believe we missed that yeah so, yes, grief counseling is amazing. If you're grieving, go get some counseling. Believe me. It's, yeah. It, I mean, unless you have a shitty counselor, it can be amazing. <laughs> so, yes. I'm, thank you, Brandon, for, for, for yeah. calling us out on that. Yeah. All right. So now we have, uh, we have a couple voicemails. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, well, let's just play it. Please do. Hey, Frankie Dan. It's Mitch from Chicago. I recently saw a video clip on uh, YouTube where they were talking about the right wing's reaction to the revelation that the Boston bombers were were Muslim, or at least one of them was was more devout than his brother. But regardless, they moved on to connecting it to another issue that was along the lines of how the religious right kept moving from a different group to pers- persecute throughout periods of history. So I thought of an interesting question that I wanted to pose to you guys. In the inevitable event that we do have a gay rights bill, what group do you you guys think that the conservative religious right will move on to trying to keep under next? Um, Love the podcast. Thanks, guys. Steve Adores. Well, I beg your pardon. Longshoreman. I would love, yeah. That's the next group. Mark Mark Driscoll's going to be <laughs> railing about the longshoremen soon. <laughs> no, um, no I, that's thanks, a, Mitch. By yeah, the way. thanks, Mitch. Um, that that that's actually a, a fun question. I I like it. Yeah. Um, I I don't know who's it going to be. <sighs> okay, find so someone. so so the, the, the yeah like, clearly the gays have won. Yeah. So so the the gays are out. For yeah. them, but they need an enemy. They need an enemy. I think. I think it's true that that the uh, well, the the setup, the entire setup of the religious right is who are we against, mm-hmm. so that we can rail. Maybe it's going to be atheists. Yeah, we're a pretty easy target, and we're right. We're 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 growing we're in numbers. Growing, our profiles, you know, raising yeah. and all that. Yeah, could be us. Could be us. I mean, that is the natural one, I guess. Yeah. But but they they can't deny us rights. No, I mean they can't. Like no, but they can. But they can certainly make it an us against them sort of thing. Sure, I mean it makes I for a know. good narrative. It does. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it's and, God but, against godlessness. I mean, th- yeah. there's a lot there. I mean, you you could you could have some fun with that if you were a religious conservative. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 tricky at this point. I, I mean, do you just go back to sort of your standard fornicators and an abortion? Abortionists. Abor- abortionists are already pretty strong on there. Yeah. yeah. It, um, I mean, Islam's still out there. Islam, yeah. Which we'll be talking about shortly. Anyway, I don't know. It's a, it's a valid question. They, we should be they looking They might out. be fine. I mean, this has always been a thought of mine, and I, I know that it's the LGBT movement and everything, but right. I've always worried about the T part. Oh, right? the trannies? Yeah, because, you know, like, I mean, let's face it, that the gays and lesbians are really, we've done a good job, yeah. right, of getting ourselves out there and getting ourselves in front of the public and getting, you know, good positive feelings going for us and all mm. of that i don't know that the transsexual um part of the community is is there yet right and so they might rail a little bit against transsexuals yeah maybe. yeah sure like truly trying to separate the the gays and lesbians out of it yeah right yeah right of the lgbt which of course if we're doing if if the l and the g are doing what we're supposed to do we'll keep some solidarity going right yeah and we'll continue to fight for uh the transsexual it's an interesting it's an interesting point although it's definitely although the, one the truth that people is that, have a problem with i, it, I think yeah. that people in the in the gay community don't understand transsexual right. right well because nobody who isn't transsexual has any experience that they can that, that they can relate to transsexuality right like you, you being gay I understand being attracted to another person. Right. And I get that. Right. So you the fact that you're attracted to a different kind of person than me doesn't doesn't mean I can't get it. Right. Because I get being attracted sexually attracted to people. Right. Someone not identifying with their own with their, you know, their birth sex. Yeah. That's something I don't have any there's no part of me that I can connect that to. Yeah. So I just have to like I have to intellectualize my empathy. Mm. In order to get to that place, yeah. so yeah, it's a trickier, it's a trickier animal. Yeah, whether that's something you know, whether the conser- the the can they conservative form a good argument against it? Can they yeah, really? Because is where's it something the that's going to get people really riled up? Yeah, where's the where's the big sin there? Where what's in the Bible? Yeah, exactly. That they can thump. Yeah, exactly. Bible doesn't talk about it at all. Yeah. Shakespeare made a reference about God has given you one face and you make yourselves another. I wonder if that's mm. from a Bible reference. I don't know. Anyways, we have another voicemail. Oh, yeah. Let's listen to that. Hi, my name is Des. I'm really anxious that you said I had to be short, specific, and to the point. Um, so I'll try. I am not particularly a believer, nor am I particularly an atheist. I was raised um, a Baptist, and I, a 14-year-old Des would definitely think I was going to hell. And where I stand, I'm a pussyist, and so most Christians think that I'm, you know, like hellbound, and most atheists sort of look at me as rather soft because I still have um, a deep affinity for religion. And I find a lot of space in the Thank God I'm Atheist podcast to have both. Um, I think that I'm a living example that atheism and faith are are not mutually exclusive. because semantically, as a post-theist or a non-theist, I am an atheist, but um, 
I think that most people really have a hard time understanding that gray space. So thank you for being an ethical atheist podcast that I can sort of have under my belt when I want maybe information or like a viewpoint on religion without uh, someone expecting me to believe it or think it's right or adhere to a new set of beliefs. Um, So yeah, good job. Thank you. And keep up. Bye. Cool. Thanks, Des. Yeah. That's nice. I, You yeah. know, the thing is, anyone... <laughs> the problem is when, when atheists start to get dogmatic, mm. they've already run into an issue. Yeah. You've got a problem there, mm-hmm. you dogmatic atheist, you. <laughs> I mean, the tri- Yeah, so... Gosh, as far as I'm concerned, we're not about what you believe. Mm-mm. That's not our deal. Mm-mm. Our deal is about, like, let's all make sure that everyone is treated well and fairly. Mm, sure. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, religion has its has problems, and we're going we're gonna to talk about those problems, but yeah. come on. Yeah. Anyone, who's, anyone who doesn't see that there is also good that comes from religion is, is, is lying to themselves. Frank's, Frank's processing this. Well, I think that you have to say that carefully. I think that you have yes. to. Um, y- you just can't throw that out there. But I think because of all the discussions that we've had on this topic, I think you can say that and it makes sense. That's all I was trying to process was, you know. Can we say that? Can, can we say just a nice little blanket, um, you know, well, you know, there are good things that come from religion. Right. Right. And and um, no, are those good? I, are those things that you can't get without religion? No, of course you can get all all of the good that comes from religion can be gained from non-religious yeah, things absolutely. as well. And but what we need to acknowledge is that religion has had all this time to figure out how to help people, mm. how to help people um, feel like they belong to a community, how to help them in times of need and of and sorrow right. and like th- th- there are built-in mechanisms now that just seem so automatic that 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 religion does right and this these human needs that are filled that when you reject religion outright you find that those things can be missing from your life right and there is an emptiness and there is a hole but if mm-hmm. you can if you can acknowledge that that, that that there are mechanisms, social mechanisms in, in within religion that that are very good. Yeah. Then, ta-da! Yeah, you'll be good. I don't know if I said anything there. I didn't feel like I said. That, but. <laughs> but anyways, we got to get moving along. The show's okay. running a little long. Oh, okay. um, not not that like we have a you know no, but a network that's going to cut us off. We have stuff to do today. That's true. Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> My lawn isn't going to mow itself. <laughs> let me put it that way. And it's going to be because it's the first one of the season. I'm going to have to empty that bag a lot. Yeah, that's true. So um, I've got a, a day of mowing. So I declare, that's all I'm I declare yeah. this a day of a national day of mowing. God, I wish. <laughs> I wish I felt like I was part of a community of mowers. Of mowers. Uh, <laughs> all I feel instead is the judgment of the old woman we live next to. Well, and you should feel that judgment keenly. <laughs> keenly feel the knife of her of the knives coming out of her eyes all right so our segment let's just get to it and try to get through it relatively quickly um we i i let's just give a little bit of backstory of like sort of how this came about 
I don't even remember how I stumbled upon this guy's blog. Uh, Juan Cole um, oh. is the name of the blogger. Mm. And, um, and he had this whole thing that um, talking – he was, he was defending um, Islam – against these um claims that that often do get made against islam mm. that it that it that it is a violent religion right right that that actually if we look at what it's the fruits of, of that religion are we we see a lot of violence especially in the west and we we you know we feel sort of attacked by Islam, and he's, especially when they attack us, especially when they do attack us, <laughs> and and so he he he's trying to dispel that, but he he did it in this way that kind of pissed me off mm. because he was basically saying that um, no, he was holding it up and saying, look how good it is, Islam, Islam, yeah, right, and he was, and then he was comparing it to Christianity, and he was doing this whole thing about how the world wars were relig- Christian religious wars, <laughs> which I, I, I he's, he's like, compare, you know, yeah, didn't he, he gave numbers. He was talking he was about numbers. It was like the, the Muslim of, extremists have only killed blah, 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 number of people. But look at how many the Christians, Christians have killed. Did. And he uses World War One and World War Two figures. And it's like, mm, that's not fair. Were, that's totally not fair. And so it kind of led us to this discussion of like, well, what is important what is important for us to to take away from these kind of discussions and that's right. what we wanted to talk about today yeah i mean we're talking about the question is is it fair to lay the violence that comes you know like 911 boston mm-hmm. uh recently uh, is it fair to lay these uh outwardly acknowledged religiously uh uh, uh motivated mm-hmm atrocities yeah at the feet of the larger religion of right. islam right and 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 you know where where's the line there right because, and because it's tough right because like i've i've known muslims mm-hmm. and they were they were good people sure right most human beings are. most human beings are so you 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 can't just say, "Oh, well, it's Islam, and therefore, right, right." The meme that went around after Boston that I saw—I don't know if you saw this on Facebook—but the meme that went around was, "Would it was something about would it surprise you to learn that Muslims view uh, these extreme actions or the the people who committed the, these bombings as the, in the same way that Christians view Timothy McVeigh." Or in the or the Muslims view them in, in the same way that Christians view uh, Hitler, right? Yeah, meaning saying stating most Muslims right are opposed to this this kind of action right. Most Muslims see it as as horror as as horrific as the rest of us sure. see it as right. That's what that's what they're getting at right. So the question and and, and I and I think that if if you just look at it as a community and people and all of that. You're absolutely right. Mm. right, and 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 because there is a part of me that does like I don't think here here's here's where the problem comes for me is that we even you and I I feel like we're doing this little thing where we're almost putting we're we're letting Christianity off almost entirely, mm. but we're 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 so willing and capable of of blaming Islam, sure, and 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 and. 
feeling like we're we're doing this great job of of being like, well, you know, but most Muslims, right? They're good people, yeah. right? Um, and 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 I I don't think we should let either of them off the hook. Islam or Christianity or Christianity. Well, I mean, I think right? I, even now, Islam does have mechanisms in place and and a very strong fundamentalist movement that is that is like a that it's using these these script these uh, pieces of the Quran mm-hmm. to justify their actions. Right, and there are plenty, and there are plenty. The Quran is just chock full of. But my 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 larger point would be is that fundamentalism exists in Islam and it exists in Christianity and it has pushed people in both traditions to violence absolutely and you can justify violence from any of their books absolutely any of their books yeah now i will say that that the quran i haven't read the quran but i've read a lot of passages from the quran and it's basically my relationship to the bible yeah yeah mine too i've never read the i started to read it all the way through a number of times and just you get bogged down and then it's just like what the fuck i don't need to know any of this stuff right um so we, I don't know. We're, we we've never claimed to be uh, academics on these oh, subjects. Oh no, 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 no! Please, but uh, but there Sam, should be an asterisk always. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> at the bottom of the Sam page. Harris is an uh, an academic. Oh sure. Okay. And so I, when we when we decided we were going to talk about this, I mm-hmm. went back to his book, The End of Faith, which mm. has a really long chapter called "The Problem with Islam." Right. That made it almost impossible for me to get through the book because because he was so careful in mm. making his arguments that he got so like academic about it that I was it was kind of a snooze fest that particular chapter of his book but but it was interesting too one of the things that he said <clears throat> on talking about the Quran he said on almost every page the Quran instructs observant Muslims to despise non-believers on almost every page it prepares the grounds for religious conflict. Anyone who can read passages like those quoted above, and he had like three pages of passages. Wow. Uh, anyone who can read passages like those quoted above and not still not see the link between the Muslim faith and Muslim violence should probably consult a neurologist. Um, <laughs> that was a little snarky. But yeah. I mean, so, so the passages are like, for instance, uh, quote, slay them wherever you find them. Drive them out of the places from which they drove you. Idolatry is worse than carnage. If they attack you, put them to the sword. Thus shall the unbelievers be rewarded. But if they desist, God is forgiving and merciful. Fight fight against them until idolatry is no more and God's religion reigns supreme. But if they desist, fight none except the evildoers. And then it's and then another passage. Fighting is obligatory for you, uh, much as you dislike it. But you may hate hate a thing, although it is good for you, and love a thing, although it is bad for you. God knows, but you do not. But you know not. Hmm. Fighting is obligatory. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there, there's, and like I said, there's, he, in his own book, in, in Sam Harris's book, prints three, uh, three full pages, at least, probably four, of just Quranic verses. Right pointing out that they are inciting believers to violence. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, you can say, 
you can point to all of the Quranic verses that say that God is about loving each other and God is about caring for each other. But when there is a mandate to put non-believers to death, mm. and that is a that is a, a sternly worded mandate that comes up multiple times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what are you going to believe? It's part of their faith. Right. He talked, but but is, aren't there violent verses in the Bible? Yes. And are there not even violent laws in the Bible? Absolutely. Here's the problem, though. Or, or here's, here's one thing that the Bible has on the Quran. Mm-hmm. And I'm not defending Believe me. You know, there's been atrocity after atrocity carried out in the name of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But the Bible does sort of end the 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 sort of the the main message that you're meant to take from the Bible is mm-hmm. Jesus's message, in which he goes through and does kind of dismantle a lot of those old a lot of the uh, the Old Testament violence. Mm-hmm. He he goes through and he says, you know, if someone strikes you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. Right. He's you know he bas- he was into nonviolence. Right. And he's their main dude. Right. The main dude of the Quran is uh is uh, Muhammad, uh-huh. uh, peace be upon him. And he <laughs> and he's not into nonviolence. He's uh-huh. very much into violence. Yeah. So what are you going to do? I mean it's it's a and the, but the other thing is that I think the Christian culture the culture of Christianity mm-hmm. is ahead of the culture of it, it's just of the Islamic uh, world. Of the Islamic world. The culture of Islam is about 500 years, you know, is, is several hundred years behind. Right. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at Christian history, they were where Islam is now. There right. was the time when they were there, you know, that the Crusades are all, yeah, yeah. Are, are, are the same thing. Right. It's an insecurity. I don't, is it a, I mean, Harris talked, to, did mention an interesting thing about, uh, about, Oh, he was quoting some other scholar who said who who basically his his take on the Middle East is that you've got people who are obsessed with their own correctness, the correctness of their of their culture, and their uh, impotence, their na- international impotence, their mm. the, the weakness of their right, their the their lack of 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 political and and military strength. Right, they're obsessed with those two things. Right. That's a bad combination. Yeah, that is. It's ugly. Yeah. It makes for Well, I mean, it's here's the thing about Christianity is that it, it the 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 world that most of the world that embraces Christianity mm. um and there this isn't the whole part of the world that that embraces Christianity. But let, I mean, if we look at you know, United States, um well, and the fact that I mean, it came out of Europe and mm-hmm. is still very present in Europe. Even though Europe has been blessed with <laughs> an atheist movement, right, that's a little bit further along than ours, yeah. Um, but um, but but I mean, if if you look around the world at places that Christianity is sort of the the religion, mm-hmm. um, they're wealthy places. Oh, interesting! Or, You're going to that, or oh. or they're at least the poverty thing. Yeah, sure. You know, and 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 it's hard to radicalize a member of the middle class. Okay, I have two responses to that. Okay. The first is that I watched the uh the Vice uh the HBO Vice show last night about in which uh, part of it is they go to into Afghanistan and okay. he interview and and they're talking they talk a lot about 
uh, child suicide bombers. Okay. Uh, the Taliban's using kids, teenagers, children to go in and blow us, blow stuff up. Sure. Uh, because they're harder to detect. They can walk around sort of with impunity mm-hmm. and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, <clears throat> and so, and so he's talking about that. And, uh, and yeah, these kids are mainly from, uh, very, very poor families. Mm-hmm. They're completely illiterate. So mm-hmm. they, so, you know, they basically have to believe what they're told about what the Quran says, et right. cetera, et cetera. So yeah, they are, they're, <clears throat> they're a little easier to dupe. Right. However, all of the leaders of Hamas mm-hmm. are educated. Sure. Osama bin Laden, from a wealthy family and educated. I'm not... All of the, uh, all of the hijackers in the 9-11 uh, incident, educated. Right. Middle class. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that... And I, I probably should have said that the, the, the middle classes... Of a of wealthy nations, mm. because that does make a difference. Because that it? does make a difference, right? Because if if you feel or, or powerful nations, powerful places, mm-hmm. right? Because like if you feel impotent, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, if if you're in a place that truly is right, militarily, militarily, you've been put upon. I mean, Afghanistan for crying out loud. I mean, it doesn't matter what what class you belong to. Yeah, you've been through shit. Yeah, yeah, right. I, you, there, there's not an Afghan alive that hasn't had their whole life be about other countries invading them and trying to and going exactly, to war with them. Right. And so, I mean, obviously, I said something that was a little simplistic, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, I, I think that it's still a part of it. It's still a part Absolutely. of the issue. Absolutely. Right? That, well, which is why I, the first thing that I said was to agree with you that, yeah, there are all these, uh, you know, undereducated. Mm-hmm. People that are going along with this, and right. and they are easier to rad- radicalize, right. or maybe they're not easier, but it's a different it's a it's a different pathway. Hmm. When you when you radicalize the uh, the the more educated people, a lot of a lot of these people are have master's degrees. Mm-hmm. You but, know, but what atrocities have they seen? What what emotional right. impacts have has has living in a place that is war torn right. had on them? And and you know, there's still pretty easy arguments to make that will appeal to right. an educated right. uh, 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 Islamist. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's an intractable problem. I mean we just obviously if the Quran is calling for violence, right? Yeah. Then then violence it shall have. Right. Yeah. It's a you know, if but Harris Harris made an interesting he 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 said if I mean he thinks that if uh if it proved to be as economically advantageous to be Islamic as it is uh to be uh of, of a more liberal uh and 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 by that I mean like sort of uh politically slash economically liberal bent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would see the very rapid Islamification of the world, mm. just because it would make sense. Right now, right now they don't have they don't have that kind of power, and they can't because we, you know, economically we win right now. Mm. Back, I mean, he gave some figure that oh, I I could look it up, but so he, he gave, thinks that the cultures that it created that that the that the that the that the that the religions created were destined to be more wealthy. Is no, that what he's saying? no, that's not what he's saying at all. Sorry, I'm, I may not have, uh, I may not have been clear about that. What he was saying was just that 
we it's fortunate that uh that the muslim faith does doesn't lead to prosperity free, free markets and whatnot Be- because <laughs> because if it did it would take over uh because of its uh, okay i get it i get it i get it you see what i'm saying yeah because they're so aggressive yeah and, and because they would then have the benefit of, of wealth right well i mean let's not say that <laughs> let's i mean not forget saudi arabia no no but that was geography yeah and they simple. and 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 fossil fuels will only get you so far he pointed this out. This is interesting. He said that in two thousand, in the year two thousand and two, the GDP in all Arab countries combined did not equal that of Spain. Holy wow! Even more troubling, he says, Spain translates as many books into Spanish each year as the entire Arab world has translated into Arabic since the ninth century. <laughs> so incredibly insular with like. Right. right. This, this is this is the pro- This is the other problem. Yeah. Is that is that when you have when you can have a state that's controlled by a religion, mm-hmm. they they stop the influx of ideas. There's no marketplace of ideas. Right. It is all our ideas. Right. What's amazing though is they started off so well. Yeah. They started off so well. I mean, they saved Western civilization. They saved exactly all of the Greek writings. All like they they. It was their libraries in North Africa mm-hmm. that housed all of the Western work, and they had a strong so intellectual as Europe, tradition. As Europe was falling into the 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 the, the, the dark, dark ages, ages yep. there there was the, these Islamic um, kingdoms or whatever, right. whatever it was, it's, it's, and that's who saved it. And they had this, they had strong intellectual traditions. Yeah. They had academia. They invented yeah. algebra. Yeah. They were they were out there doing it, and yeah. then and then and then they flipped the script a little bit. They invented numbers. They didn't invent numbers, but we use their numbers. <laughs> we use their numbers because the the way they did it, works. it was better. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, Arabic numerals. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, have you tried to do math with Roman numerals? Gee, forget whiz. about it. There had to be a way. There, I'm sure there is. Why would you bother? <laughs> anyway. Okay, okay. We we have not solved we any, solved the problem. any world problems here. No, but no. it's a, it's an it's an interesting discussion. Would love to hear your take, listeners, yes, on this discussion. Please. Uh, ways that you can enter into it, involve. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Right. You can like us. You can like us there. Mm-hmm. If you like us in life, like us on the Facebooks. Yeah, hello. Go ahead. We're rapidly approaching 500 likes. Yeah, we need more. Yeah. That's not enough. I don't know. Um, uh, you can also email us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. We don't have a contact us uh, button at, on the website yet. We're, we're working on that. It's a work in progress, people. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not as easy as all that. We're, we're not computer dudes. No, we're not. Uh, the voicemail that you, the, the number where you can leave us a voicemail is four two four six 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 eight four four two. It's a great way to join the conversation, mm-hmm. or to let us know about you know your town. Yeah. For, for our trip, it might be the easiest way. Just, well, beyond the email, but just let us know. We need yeah. to know where we're what we're getting ourselves Give into. Give us a call. We want to meet you. Yeah, leave us a voicemail. All we'll get in touch with you. All you Southerners. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, we like to always give a little shout out to the Red Rock Hot Club mm-hmm. and thank them for uh, letting us use their music. Yeah. Um, it's very, very helpful. And we have a new thank you yes. that we're going to be doing for a while. 
Um, and uh, we'd like to thank uh, Sarah, the intern. We've got an intern. We, an intern. Oh, we needed it so bad. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully now we'll be a little less scattered yeah, in we'll, our show. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks, Sarah. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening and uh, have a great week. Bye bye.